time for Collector's Corner, where we're saying kia ora to Glenn Cockroft, who is coming to us from Otatara, an outer suburb of Invercargill. And in this charming little part of town, you'll find Glenn's significant collection of Ministry of Transport memorabilia. Hi there, Glenn. Good afternoon, Jesse, and greetings from um, Invercargill, the tourist mecca of the Deep South. Indeed, you've got a few attractions down there now. Is, is your collection open to tourists to come have a look at? Um, at? At the moment, it's by appointment, Jesse. I'm yeah. still working, but I'm on the countdown. 20th of October, I uh, I finally retire. Oh. And after that, then, of course, the, the, the world's the oyster. So, Fantastic. Um, at the moment, by appointment, and I have quite a number of community groups and, and uh, car clubs and service clubs and whatnot come over during weekends and do a visit and have a coffee and a chat and a reminisce over over days gone by. Do we still have a Ministry of Transport? Um, yeah, land transport is, is still there, but we don't have Ministry of Transport as far as traffic officers. Uh-huh. And that's the area you're focusing on. You could have collected stamps or coins, but why Ministry of Transport memorabilia in particular, Glenn? Okay, well, I, um, traffic enforcement is in the blood, Jesse. My, my father was the chief traffic officer in Invercargill for the Invercargill City Council many years ago. And I, I started in the, in the 70s at age 17 as a cadet traffic officer. Um, and that's sort of like an apprentice. It was the, the gopher, go and get the pies for morning tea and <laughs> yeah. and answer the phone and, and deal with the wonderful people that would come in um, who were a bit concerned because they didn't really think they deserved the speeding ticket or whatever it was that they had. <laughs> um, so it right. was a very good grounding in, um, in dealing with the public. Um, so I, I moved on from there and, and at 19 became traffic officer and Worked through the ranks with the City Council and then on the 1st of April 1987 we were taken over by the Ministry of Transport as was the last five um, City Council traffic departments that were left and then in um, 1st of July 92 MOT was taken over by police. Mm. So um, for, for me, when I started an enforcement and you know there's many... Uh, an awful lot of, of tra- ex-traffic officers out there, and I know a lot of them are listening now. Um, and, and we all started in the department with a, um, a, a desire to ensure that, that everyone's safety on the roads. And I, I know there was a group of them that they actually joined because they, they knew that they could ride motorbikes and get paid for it. But um, we, we were all there mm. for one purpose, and that was to in, ensure everyone's safety. And in, in that beginning, I, I, for, for me, I kept looking at all this different bits and pieces that were there and, and getting thrown out and uh, superseded. And I thought, hey, there's a lot of history there. And, and so I just started collecting bits and pieces. Um, I got married and, and built our house, built the garage, closed off one end of the garage and started setting up um, displays in there and very quickly, I, I'm not sure if it got wet or what, but it seemed to shrink and I couldn't fit any more in. So it, it was necessary to um, uh, woo my wife into agreeing that let, let's build another <laughs> an, another garage bigger that um, that I could fill up. And um, then about three years ago, um, 
we had a, uh, a, a our son was diagnosed with a, um, a terminal illness, and I said to my wife, I said, hey, look, let's do what we got to do because none of us know what what's going to happen to us tomorrow. So um, we decided. Well, sorry, I decided. She sort of agreed mm. that let's build a big shed, and so. Uh, terribly sexist comment, um, Jessie, but a lot of women don't understand plans. And and that might be a good thing because I showed her the plan and she said, Oh there, that's the right. And a lot of men as a lot of men as well, if you'd showed them to me I wouldn't have known what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. But of course when I brought the digger in and, and started clearing the site I got the how big is that shed gonna be? And um sort of the comment, but that's bigger than the house and yes dear, you're correct it is. <laughs> so I now have a 300 square metre shed. Oh and, gosh! Um, filling up very quickly. You better um, tell me about the collection. Oh look, Jesse, there's there's everything there. I've got um, two of the old uh, MOT Mitsubishi V3000 patrol cars. Wow! There's um, an old uh, MOT CB500 four Honda bike. There's two Yamahas. Um, 750 patrol bikes as well um, but there's just I've got uniforms I've got all different equipment that was used over the, the years um, all the different breath testing equipment from the old days of, of blowing in the bag that um, uh, a lot of people will remember blew through a, a tube into a bag on the end and that, that's when it, it always amazed me as to how many people that suffered asthma and bronchitis and all these other breathing diseases where they couldn't blow very hard through the through the tube, um, but it was amazing how they could sort of yell and abuse you. But they, when it came to blowing in the the glass tube, that was just a bit hard to do. Those um, patrol cars must look pretty fantastic when you get them out on the road. Yes, it, they, they they cause a bit of um, hilarity at times. I um, I just bought the the second one I've got here. I picked up in, in Auckland. A uh, month and a half ago, and drove back, and it was interesting the number of cars coming towards you. That as you got closer, suddenly you could see the front of the car drop as they realised they were going a bit quick. Yeah, and and recognised the black and white car coming towards them. Um, and you have that, some of the old uniforms as well. Oh, look, I've got a whole array of uniforms. And in, in 1987, the last. Um, City Council, traffic departments, um, Auckland, Tamaki, Mount Albert, Napier and Invercargill, we all transferred to MOT. So I've got one display with the last five uniforms there. I've got a whole array of different um, MOT uniforms o- over the years The um, and some significant ones that a lot of people will remember. Um, Henry Gore was the... Um, he was the second last uh, Deputy Chief Superintendent and I caught up with him, it was about 13 years ago in Omaru where he'd retired to and he he presented me with his dress uniform, his mess kit, his great coat and wanted me to look after it because he had no family to pass it on to and he was adamant as to when I had to be there to pick it up and um, Julie did so. Uh, and I said to him, Henry, look, here's a photo of a mannequin I've got. I'm going to put your uniform on that. Yeah. And when your health improves, you come down and I'll introduce you to yourself. <laughs> and he, he chuckled away and, and said yes. Um, unfortunately, he passed away two weeks later, and oh. he obviously knew that was going to happen. But 
the, the strange thing when I bought the uniform home, I popped the tunic on the um, mannequin, which was a you know normal sort of five foot eight, five foot nine mannequin, and I'd forgotten he was six foot seven tall. So when I put the tunic on, it came down to the knees, and the hands disappeared up the sleeves, and I thought, no, let's let's have another um, another try at that, and so it's now um, on its own special uh, mannequin um, set at the right height. Glenn, I'm out of time. Um, I just wanted to conclude by saying, you know, we talked to all sorts of people with collections, but it sounds like your collection is almost like a time capsule. Like this, you've really preserve, preserved something which was an iconic part of New Zealand life, and, and you've preserved it so that people actually can step back into the 1980s when they go into your admittedly 300-square-metre shed. Oh, yes, yeah, so that, that's my whole intention uh, Jesse is to make sure that that history is preserved because it's coming up 32 years ago that MOT was taken over by police. So the black and white cars and all the paraphernalia that goes with them uh, and all that history uh, is now 32 years old. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to preserve it. I've got one one wall in the, in the shed, Jesse. I've got funeral service sheets from over 100 different past traffic officers that have passed on and that's a great talking point when people arrive they recognize them they work with them um, and some great great stories come out from that pleasure to talk to you and thanks for all the uh, energy and passion you've put into this collection no problem jesse and you're welcome to come for a trip down south anytime thank you glenn cocroft who has a collection of ministry of transport memorabilia